listening to Liberation. I am your host, LaCroix Hatcher, and Liberation presents Truly Anchored. Truly Anchored is a Christian blog site led by Trey and Daniel Evans and Dean and Jasmine Thompson. In this episode, we'll talk about the origins of the blog site. We'll also discuss marriage, parenthood, dealing with expectations, and what led these young men into ministry and the assistance they got from their young wives. Please enjoy the show. Ladies and gentlemen, this episode of Liberation, I have uh, two couples with me. Uh, they host a website called Truly Anchored. Uh, Truly Anchored um, is hosted by Dean and Jasmine Thompson and Trey and Daniel Evans. Uh, they have many topics in regarding to the faith uh, that they present. Uh, was it every week, guys? Every other Thursday. Every other Thursday. Um and I'm truly proud of them because uh, they also look like me. And it's not too often that in the body of Christ that you have someone doing the work that they're doing. And not only are they doing the work that they're doing, uh, they're relatively young. Uh, so, again, uh, happy to introduce Dean, Jasmine Thompson, Dre, Trey, and Danielle Evans. How are you guys doing today? Doing very well. Thank you for having us. Yes. Thank you. All right. So, of course, going to the website, you try to understand the staff. Um, guys are from seemingly from two different necks of the woods. So how do you guys meet? So we can all take this one. Um, so we met Trey and uh, Danielle um, when they were just moving uh, to to the Charlotte area. Trey had just gotten a job at uh, Gastonia, and he was uh, seeking to forge some relationships with local preachers in the area. And uh, he had first reached out to my father-in-law, who uh, Ed DeBerry, who is uh, one of my elders and the other evangelists at University Church of Christ. And um, he is the one who connected Trey and I, and we all met up at uh, local Cracker Barrel. Um, so we sat down, um, Jeremiah, the, their little baby boy, I believe, uh, he, he was, you know, he was a baby. He was uh, very small. Very small. He was three months, three months old. Uh, thank you, Danielle. Um, and so we got, we got to talking, sitting down with them and, uh, our relationship just grew from there. Um, you know, they, we start to hang out more and, um, you know, we, we really, uh, started to forge a, a great bond. Um, so. Well, that's that's the infancy of our relationship and and uh, kind of the insight into how we met. But if anybody else wants to share, definitely. Yes, we are. I myself uh, am originally from Oklahoma, uh, born in Oklahoma. My wife is from Los Angeles, California, and so when I had graduated uh, Bear Valley in 2017, I took an internship at North MacArthur Church of Christ uh, for two years. And then after the two years was up, uh, I started submitting resumes to various congregations uh, in Gastonia, North Carolina. Uh, the Church of Christ out there reached out to us and uh, inquired uh, that I, myself, and my wife come out and we do ministry there. And so we took that position on in 2019. Um, and we spent two and a half years out there. And as Dean mentioned, we met at the Cracker Barrel, and and that's the infancy of our relationship. And from there, it just started to grow and, and blossom into what it is today. Okay, and um, you know, like I 
um, like I mentioned to you guys um, off air, um, truly encouraged by you guys, um, considering how young you guys are and doing it as a collective. Uh, that's that's a blessing in, in and to itself. Um, one, having, you know, spouses that support the work with you. And and secondly, that you guys go the next level that you guys go. Um, let's actually start back. Uh, let's bring the lovely wives into the discussion. Um, let's start with Daniel. She has her smile uh, going. Uh, how did you and Trey meet? I would love Trey to tell the story. No, but he was, it was during, it was in 2016. So it was, um, almost seven years ago, come in January, he was going to school in Bear Valley. Um, I was in Los Angeles. We met, to put the story really, really short, we met through Facebook, but it was through our, it was through my home congregation's Facebook page. Because Bear Valley, they raise support for students out there. So um, Trey at the time was contacting different congregations in the Los Angeles area and happened to see me in the Facebook group. And that's how we started talking. And then I moved to Oklahoma like a year later for school because I got accepted at Oklahoma Christian University. So Trey, I got to put you on the spot. What made her the apple of your eye? Well, you know, I saw that beautiful photo in the comments section. And, uh, so I had to, I had to hit that, you know, add me a friend request and thank God uh, she accepted it. You know, I was actually interested not only in her, but also seeing if the congregation that she was attending was sound before I asked for any support because I didn't want any congregation to support me that is unscriptural. But, you know, it just came along with something more. I got more than the support that I needed uh, and from the Lord himself. So, yes, sir. Appreciate that. I think he waved at her on Facebook, too. He sent her a <laughs> <laughs> wave. Like, wave back. Look, he grew it in the ear. I wish y'all could see this. Stop blushing, Daniel. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, so. Dean, you're not off the hook. Jasmine, what's, what's your story? <laughs> Oh man, it's all good. He said, he said me. I get, go ahead, I get go to ahead. tell it. Well, ours is, is a lot different. We were very young. We met in college. And so we started dating in 2013. So we'll be together for 10 years coming up next year. Mm-hmm. But we met, uh, when we were very young and we were friends for a few years. And Dean was very direct. You know, he came to me very direct, very honest, and told me how he felt. And he was so bold that I just had to give him a shot. Uh, He was not a member of the church, but he was so kind, sincere, honest. And, you know, the persistence for me is like, you know, he just continued to show me that he was serious and wanted to pursue a relationship with me. Even, Even though we were very young and trying to figure things out, we were 20 years old when we first started dating. And so, when we when we went through college, Dean did get baptized and obeyed the gospel, and then a few years after we graduated, we got married, and here yeah. we are. Here we are. But he was all even, yeah. and my mom was very. Of course, my parents were very supportive, but people always ask, you know, should I date someone outside of the body and those type of things? And my parents, I was raised in the church, and they were very much so of the of the mind of if this person is kind, they know who God is and believe in the Bible 
then we have an opportunity to share Jesus with them. And so I was always nervous. Should I bring him to church and those type of things? And Mm -hmm. even if you're not going to marry this person, you still Mm -hmm. show them Jesus. And so I was worried, like, if I bring him to church, that means I have to marry him. And that's, you know, that that worked out for us. But that's not always the case when you're dating. And so it was it was it was great. We were young and it, it worked out. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. So, um, Jasmine said he was direct. So, what, what did that uh, conversation look like? <laughs> it looked like a text message at night when we were in college. No, it, was, it was afternoon. I remember I was sta- I was standing and I don't uh, know where you were standing. <laughs> I was. I'll tell you, I was standing in my, my college apartment, and uh, I texted her after we had did a five k. There was a five k on campus called a Color Run, and um, you know, I was I was still colorful. We had actually ran a little bit together. Um, and just after the race, I got back to my apartment and I was just like, I need to let her know my feelings. So I just texted her, I want to date you. Right. And that was just I, like that. No, it was it was I like you, I want to date you. And I was like, what? Well, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. We've already been, not been on a date. We had had any of those type of conversations. Yeah. And then and it went from zero to a hundred. Yeah. And then her friends like, girl, don't you do it? No, no, don't you do it? He he need to come to you direct. And so you know, I kept, like she said, I was persistent. I tell people all the time, persistence is key. And now I have a beautiful wife. So <laughs> there you go. And as an added bonus, she helped introduce me. She helped introduce me to the church, and. Um, I'm so thankful for that. Because if nothing else, you know, I'm saved because, you know, she she's the one who's instrumental in showing me the truth about Jesus. Praise God about that. Trey, you, let it be known that young Christian man's got game out here. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. <laughs> we'll, we'll get past that. Um <laughs> Brother DeBerry puts you guys together, basically. Um, mm-hmm. Friendships forge. Um, where did ministry start to come in the back of you, man? Uh, start with you. Trey? Oh, okay. Um, for me, <clears throat> it started, um, of course, in the summer of 2015, um, I, w- I was not set on entering into ministry uh, until my home congregation where I was baptized. Uh, they do this annual Affirming the Faith every year uh, in the spring. <clears throat> and I met a man by the name of Bill Stewart. Uh, and as I was journeying through the, the foyer, he kind of stopped me in my tracks and basically asked if I wanted to go to school to learn the Bible for free. Um, at this time, I've been, I was a Christian for about two years. And so I was, I was interested, but I wasn't too interested uh, because I had plans on uh, going to the military, going to the Navy. And <clears throat> so uh, it took me a while to submit that application. And so one night I just randomly submitted. I started Bear Valley in August of 2015 uh, did not did not know what I wanted to do as far as youth ministry or college ministry or uh, and so the year of 2016 I was introduced to a congregation the Putnam City Church of Christ where I spent the entire summer uh, as their full-time minister if you wanted to say that 
I was preaching for him every Sunday morning, every Sunday night, uh, doing Bible classes. And so that's where my love for preaching uh, took place in 2016. And so once I graduated, I already knew exactly where I wanted to go and what I wanted to do. And that was to enter into full-time pulpit uh, ministry. Now, imparting my ignorance now, Bear Valley, I thought you had to pay a tuition for Bear Valley. How, how were you able to pull off doing that for free? Um, Bear Valley is, uh, it is tuition based, but you raise support. So for two years, uh, I was on the support of several congregations. I had no income of my own. And so various congregations and individuals would send me monthly support throughout those two years uh, so that I could uh, finish out my school and would I have to worry about uh, anything uh, economical. Um. So, Dean, now it's your turn. Um, now, you met uh, Jasmine, and she introduced you mm-hmm. to the church. Um, what was your progression like, not only uh, putting uh, Christ on in baptism, now you are fast-forwarding. What, what steps did you take to get towards the um, Yeah, that's a fantastic question, LaCroix. Um, I was baptized in 2014. Um, so being married into this family, you've got Ed DeBerry, you've got John DeBerry, um, Jr., you've got Tony DeBerry, you, you, you've got, um, you, um, some, some other great preachers, um, in this family, David, um, <clears throat> um, for, for, for instance, these, and, just looking at the these brothers and I, I just had and I still do to this day had a thirst for knowledge. So not only was I um inspired by their influence, but you know, for me, I I, I just had to I, I felt like I had to get everything that I can when it came to the word. So I was listening to different preachers across the brotherhood. You know, I'm at work, right? Working and and uh you know I've got certain uh, got sermons plugged into my ear. I'm listening to different folks, right? And so um um, beyond that, um, growing up, I, I didn't grow up in the church as as we already stated, but my grandmother, she said, you're going to be a preacher one day. You're going to be a preacher. And, you know, I'm like, you, you sure about that? Um, right. And, you know, I, I just had a desire even growing up um, to to, you know, tell other people about Jesus. And, you know, when I finally learned the truth, I, I my main goal was of course to to um tell others right uh, about Jesus about about how to become saved and so um I talked to I talked to uh, my elders I talked to uh, is um you know for for a while about um going to preaching school and I think this was um in 20 2018 um, 2018, when um, I finally decided to take the next step in my journey and um, go to preaching school. So I started to do online classes with Memphis School of Preaching. I did that for about three years. Just uh, I earned my uh, my graduate diploma um, from there on my first ever Father's Day. So last uh, last June, I earned my graduate diploma. Um, and if you know anything about Memphis School of Preaching, it's, it's one of the best preaching schools in the brotherhood. So um, definitely uh, love the opportunity to sit at the feet of uh, Brother Waycaster um, 
you know, and, uh, brother, brother Mosier, brother Keith Mosier, um, and, um, some, some other brother BJ Clark and some other great, great gospel preachers, great teachers. Um, and it re- that really encouraged me and, and, uh, lit a fire in me to, to really hear these brothers teach the unadulterated, pure word of God, and also continue to make it relevant, right? We know the word of God is relevant, but they just not only taught it, but they made it interesting. Like, I, I, I want to follow in, the, in their footsteps, right? So, um, you know, I, I became... I became one of the evangelists at uh, university um, in September of uh, 2021, September of last year. And um, taking the next step starting in January, Lord willing, I'm going to be uh, going for my master's in New Testament at Freed Hardeman. So I'm, I'm really, um, you know, striving to, to grow as we all should be. And I know we are. Um, and I'm definitely thankful for my shepherds as well as my wife. Oh my goodness. I would not be able to do any, any of this without her and the support of, uh, of her. Um, so we're, we're keep on, we're keeping on. And that's, and that's a good segue because, uh, ladies, um, especially being young, um, your twenties, there's still certain things that you want to do. Um, and you have to put certain things to the side. I'd, I'd imagine, um, besides already having kids and, and um, Starting with Jasmine, um, since you, you you're probably kind of familiar with it, considering everyone that's in your uh, family. But what is it like to actually be the spouse of someone that's entering? Sure. So, like you said, I had a lot of the context, and we have first of all, we have great um, leadership, great great deacons, elders, great members, great congregation. And so, I grew up at that congregation. I grew up where we serve. And I think the biggest challenge that we face is the fact that I grew up there. And so a lot of the members have known me since I was six, seven, eight. They knew me as a teenager. They knew me. They knew Dean when I was bringing him as a guest when we were dating. And, um, you know, so I think seeing us in that different light sometimes can be challenging for them. And I get it. You know, they they see me as a 12-year-old coming there after basketball practice, and now they see me as a wife and mother and supporter of, of Dean. But I think the greatest example I have is my mother and, and my aunts because my dad was a deacon. He's an elder now and a preacher. And so I've, I've seen her gracefully accept, you know, the good and the bad that comes with ministry. I wouldn't say the bad, just the challenges that come with <laughs> ministry and because we're serving people and we're serving, first of all, we're serving God, but these people are, are still people. And we have to continue to remind ourselves, you know, the Bible was written to us, not to everybody else. And so we have to internalize that and realize that there is still things that happen inside of the body that shouldn't. But that's because people are in the body. And so we, we continue to strive to be like Christ. Um, but it is a, a joy and a pleasure. Um, to, to serve and to watch my husband because I've seen where he's been, but not only that, I've seen what he's overcome and I don't know if we'll get into that, but he is the most resilient person I've ever met. And when faced with any challenge, he just clings to the cross and it is just a pleasure. You know, we, we have our challenges and of course being a new mom trying to sit there and listen to him and wrestle with my son to sit still is hilarious. We were watching our live stream from last week and you can see our son just you know being nico um so long story short it's a pleasure we do have our challenges but we wouldn't 
be anywhere else. And you know, it's something that you mentioned, um, because my mother grew up as daughter of a preacher. Um, and we would have conversations and she even, you know, her and her sister discussed things episode that I interviewed them in. Um, is there a certain pressure, if you will, for yourself? Um, like you said, you've been in this uh, congregation since day one. So is there any pressures you feel particular? I wouldn't, I wouldn't say pressure. I just think there are certain expectations. And like I said, growing up there and growing up as the daughter of someone who was up in the pulpit, I, I've come to understand the ways that you conduct yourself and the things that people want to see you as an example. And we, we look to each other for examples all the time. So I wouldn't say there's any added pressure. Just if it is, it's from myself, not from other people. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, Danielle, your turn. Um, what is it like getting behind Trey? Wow. So, um, that's, that's, you know what? That's a bad way of saying not getting behind being his support system. What is yeah, that? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I just want to say I wasn't raised in a church. Um, I became a Christian in 2015. Um, so I had no vision of being a preacher's wife, you know, just all that. Cause I was an agnostic. So just this concept of preacher's wife and ministry, it was just completely foreign to me coming into Christianity. Um, and then meeting Trey, learning about, I mean, just learning about what it's like to be a wife, a Christian wife and things of that nature. Um, going into ministry, I knew I told myself just with the experiences, um, be, because I became an agnostic with experiences with denominational churches, this, the expectations they placed on the preacher's wife, like I told myself coming in, I'm his help me and that's all I am. I'm his support system. I'm not the face of this congregation. Um, I am not your average preacher's wife. I am a member just like you are. I'm a Christian just like you are, which means that I need Jesus, right? I'm not perfect. So I try to establish don't put standards or expectations on me that I will not meet because we all need Christ. And just that that concept alone of we all need Christ shows that we're going to fall short. So um, my focus is on trying to grow to be the best help meet for Trey. Um, and then I, as a, as a Christian, how do I be a member like everybody else and serve like everybody else in the church? Um, cause it's not my church and I don't want it to be my church. Um, but Jasmine touched on it a little bit too, being a new mom as well, uh, really challenging for me. Uh, I actually, I don't have that influence of godly older women. Uh, or, you know, my family, I'm the only one, me and my sister and my brother, we're the only ones in the church, um, grew up with a single mom. So just the concept of, you know, just that structured home, it's all I'm learning and I'm still learning. So that's one of the challenges is just learning how to be, uh, how, how to submit in a godly way to my husband single mom it was you get it done on your own you know i'm doing it on my own so that's some of the challenges that i am currently facing if we want to be real is learning how to submit with uh with godliness um but it's a journey it's a great journey i love being his help me just his support system we support each other so yeah it's a learning journey for me 
and um get back to Dean because you guys I see have some similarities to a certain degree. Um I found um and I believe Danielle you wrote it your most recent post in regards to Halloween. That was a nice transparent um article that you wrote because you 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 know coming from a different background you know a lot of people have their opinions uh about Halloween, how to go about it, how to celebrate it, if you should celebrate it. Um, you know, my pops being right here, that's something that was never put on me. It was like never even a thought. Um, but you know, as you grow and learn, you know, you come to find out what Halloween is, but it doesn't have any implication on on anything. And and you'll have people out there that make a big stink about it, but and I like that you brought in Romans and, and those things where it's like if it's not something you're worshiping, why are we making a big stink about it? Um, but teachers own, but I, what I liked most about the article is very transparent and I could kind of feel where you were coming from with that. Um, so Dean Jasmine was mentioning some of the, uh, things you may have faced before coming to the body of Christ. Um, if yeah. you feel, um, if you feel like, what are some of those things that you you've experienced? Absolutely. Um, well, geez, I think it was right after Jazz and I started dating. Um, you know, in se- September, mid September, I, I got to call my my uh, teammates and I at Wingate. We're about to play UNC Pembroke, and uh, Jasmine was working um, for our sports department at at Wingate at the time. She was covering a basketball game. Volleyball. Volleyball game. I played basketball. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, volleyball game. Of course, I knew that. <laughs> but uh, any rate, at any rate, um, I get a call that my mother had just passed away and diabetes had taken her life just like that. So um, that night, folks are trying to get in touch with Jasmine. She's working like she doesn't really have her phone on her. And um, people kept calling her and calling her. I'm distraught. I'm sitting by the water fountain. I'm like I just lost my mama so quick. I mean, the last thing that I heard from her. Uh, I'm on the phone. She said, I got to save up my energy so I can um, sit, talk to your dad. Um, and that's the last time I ever heard from her. And so, you know, um, I'm at I'm at the water fountain um, at, at on campus. You know, I'm crying my eyes out. I've got some people supporting my teammates come from the uh, team meeting, the team devotional. Um, they put their arms around me. We start praying. We had a um, they and they still have the same guy, team minister. And, um, you know, it was just all love. And that night, kid you not, that night, Jasmine, we're, we're about a, a month into dating. She she gets into she gets into my car with me and drives me three hours to uh, to Clinton, North Carolina, where I grew up, so I can be with my family. And, you know, she didn't have to do that. But, um, you know, she, she did. And her parents were not too far behind. They came and picked her up. But I was so distraught. I, I was no, in no position to drive, right? And uh, from that moment, I said, I'm going to marry her. I said, I'm going to marry her. And I mean, I made, I was so intentional about, about my steps, um, from then on with, in our relationship because I knew for her to do, and, and she also was at the funeral. And so I said, you know what? I'm this, this one right here is the one for me. Um, so 
you know, it was that and um, that and that was very early, early on in our relationship. So fast forward to um, 20, <coughs> 2021, um, Nico is, is about to be born, um, you know, and, and uh, 2019, we found out my dad started to have some uh, struggles. He had moved to New Jersey back to, you know, where his side of the family, uh, some of the parts of his family reside um, in Trenton, New Jersey. So, um found out he had cancer. So we're traveling back and forth to Jersey. I, I think we went to um, New Jersey uh, about, what was it, four? Four or five times. Yeah. Like yeah. every other month. I'm telling you, getting on the plane, just just checking on dad, seeing how he's doing. You know, he, he wasn't interested in moving back to Charlotte. He said there was too many memories of mom back, not Charlotte, but Clinton, said there was too many memories of mom back here. So, you know, we um, we did all did the best that we could just to go up there and see him and, and uh, you know, give him whatever he needed. Family was doing good up there, supporting him and all that they could, too, getting him to his appointments. But, um, you know, and fast forward to uh, January of 2021, um, I get a call from my aunt at, at uh, around six o'clock and uh, she said, Dean, your grandma's gone. I said, what? She said, uh, yeah, I just found her um, on the kitchen floor. I said, are you kidding me? So she she had banged her head on on the kitchen table and um Ambulance found her, found her unconscious. And so, um, then the next week we're getting ready for her funeral. Um, and, uh, you know, my, my, my grandmother was, um, you know, the, the closest arm to my dad now that, you know, after my mom had passed. And so, you know, he, he had, he had taken it really hard. Um, plus he was battling cancer and stuff. And so, you know, the next week, um, we're getting ready for the funeral. We're about to walk out the door, Jazz and I. And mind you, Jazz is what? You're, you're, how far? You're 30, 30 uh, weeks away. Yeah, weeks away yeah. from giving birth. Yeah, yeah. Um, Nico is, Nico is fully cooked at this time. Um, and we're about to walk out the door. I get a call from one of my cousins in New Jersey. Um, Dean, your dad has passed away. <laughs> I, I, I mean, you can't be serious. You can't be serious. I said, God, what, what is she trying to tell me? You know, and, 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 um, it's like when you get into these situations, it, it starts to stack up, right? And it's, it's normal, I think, for you to question God at like, what, why is this happening to me? But as, as Jasmine said, you know, um, I just, you know, I just, um, hugged the cross. Hugged the cross, kept kept to my faith, and and you know it was so good that she was right there beside me when I got that news, um, because she she helped console me. But you know, so we we're getting ready for her for my grandma's funeral. We we leave, and and I have to be the one to break the news to to my family members after we put grandma to to lay grandma to rest. So it was just a, a sad sad day all around, right? And then um. You know, I preached my dad's funeral the next week and then um the following week we're in the hospital getting ready to uh bring Nico into the world. So Jazz has been here with me. Um and you know, I, I would be remiss if I didn't mention that her about um her her aunt we experienced um loss in her her own family early on in our relationship. Um but I say all that to say this. 
that in in the midst of our struggles, you know, we have found a way to keep our focus on God. Of course, we have a great support system, but, you know, we, we've been battle tested um, very well in our relationship and I'm thankful for it. Um, um, I wouldn't go through his struggles with, with um, you know, with anybody else. And, and this, you know, this is what makes me love her even more um, because she's shown me um, time and time again. She's willing to to fight with me no matter what we go through. I'm I'm here for you, baby. Let's let's go. So. So, yeah, um, definitely holding back some tears right now. But that's the struggles that we've gone through. And uh, condolences to um, your families. I'm sorry for your losses. Um, Thank you. I appreciate that. Especially the way it happened. That's. That's a bit much. Um, I wish I knew how to hug the cross, as you put it. Uh, my best friend died. I was probably a little bit younger than you. But it was one of the things that helped. Not only question God, and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but it 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 pushed me way. I mean, there was a series of other things, and then I had to take my own accountability for the things that I just wanted to do. Um, but being confused and and, and you know, growing up in the church, but and knowing, you know, I got a friend of mine I've known since he high to a grasshopper. Um, and to lose him at probably just turned twenty. Um, out of the out of the blue had leukemia, and it's like, really, God, <laughs> what's going on? Um, so. You know, it's just a lot of things you don't know how to deal with when you're young. But, you know, it's good that you did what you did because um, you were hugging. I started stepping away. <laughs> so uh, and, and I'm just I can look back and, and, and I'm happy that I'm, you know, God has still provided me with uh, the breath of life to be able to go full circle. Sir, you know, I and. And I appreciate you you saying that because um, it, it shows the realness behind you know you have two dynamics right um, you know when you face adversity how do you respond you know you, in different different um, circumstances cause you to respond in uh, in a certain way you know and there are certainly some people in my family right um, after hearing about all these losses that you know they're not. Some of them are not in the church. All of them are in the church, but, um, you know, they know God. It's definitely caused them to, to, um, not, uh, you know, not being a, not, um, you know, want to, to pursue him any longer, if you will. Um, and, uh, yeah, it just shows some maturity, but also I, I, I will, I'm don't, I'm going to double down and say we've got a wonderful support system. Wonderful support system. And if we had, if uh, we had not had that wonderful support system, if I hadn't had this wonderful support system, I don't know where I would be um, throughout all these losses. All right, let's get to the bright side of things. Um, so collectively, um, you guys came up with some idea. Um, tell me how that came about uh, to come up with a website, a blog, and what was the initial stages of that? Let's start with the Evans family. Well, back at Cracker Barrel. <laughs> so, uh, Dean and myself, we we met up there at Cracker Barrel um, for uh, 
brunch, if you want to call it that, or I think it was around the evening time or something like that. And, you know, we were just both shooting around the idea of coming up with our own blog. Um, at this time, my wife, she had had a blog um, and I had I think I was planning on doing something. And then, you know, we were both sharing our ideas back and forth. And <clears throat> we just came up, you know, and just said, hey, how about we start our blog together and uh, name it Truly Anchor. And so at that very moment, we sat there and we researched and seen uh, if the name was 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 taken or not. If anyone had a domain uh, domain name of Truly Anchored and no one did. And so we immediately I think it was the same night or the next day. I mean, we hopped on it quick, uh, bought the domain name, uh, trulyanchor.com, and, and the rest is history. And uh, Glory be to God. So. So um, so what brought about, well, you you say you and your wife were already special status. So where did you see that? Let me get my boy Dean in and, and see where this goes. Like, how, I had, I had, I had a, already had in, in mind um, starting a blog with a couple of friends of mine, but no one was serious. Uh, You know, people always talk about what they want to do until, you know, when it's time to actually play, no one was ready to play. But (laughs) Dean was ready to put the jersey on. Dean was ready to play and get out there. Uh, And so (laughs) once I seen, once I seen that my boy was serious as much as I was, I said, Hey, let's do this thing. Let's run with it. Um, And let's just go. You know, full steam ahead with Truly Anchored. Uh, and I think Truly Anchored, um, you know, is a testament to all of our faith um, because it is it is God who holds us down. It's his word that holds us down throughout throughout life, um, as you just heard from Dean and Jasmine uh, and Danielle and myself. And so uh, I think Truly Anchored uh, suits us well. Um, and I just can't I just continue to keep giving glory to God. Probably done for us in this blog. Oh yeah, he, he, it's it's a tremendous blog. Um, what did you see as? All right, we gonna make this blog. What were some of your initial goals? I'll let Dean take that one. Actually, I'm gonna pivot to Danielle, because <laughs> um, she was very insightful in the topics um, that we have for the blog. Um, so we met. I was just say we met at. Our, <laughs> he go pivot. No, no, I am. I am. But we had a we had a meeting at our house um, to go over our goals. Mm-hmm. And Danielle, you want to talk about what happened after that? Yeah, I mean, so we were all brainstorming on the type of content and like what type of content should we need that's going to really reach out to people. Um, and I started. I started mentioning things like apologetics because for me as an agnostic, that's something that sometimes it's, it's not as much as before, but the first year constantly questioning like, okay, but why this? Then, okay, so then why that? Why is this true? Why is God's word inspired? I need like, show me things. So apologetics became really, really ingrained for me. Um, I knew that was going to reach me. So that was like, what about apologetics? Cause there's going to be some people who's going to, you know, question things. And, all of these topics really was according to what was touching us more where we were at. Um, apologize was just one of my main things. Cause that's something that was pivotal for my faith. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Dean. Oh, I was just going to say, 
if you were to look through my articles in particular, it is almost as if a journal or diary of things that I need for my personal walk. And I think as we in the infancy of this, that's where a lot of the stuff came from is what is going to be relatable. Because we know that there are so many sources out there that are going to give you things about um the word of God that are going to give you the apologetics that are going to give you these things. But I think what we were striving to do is to make that connection of relatability and application. Mm -hmm. And so if you read through any of our articles, they are very different in their tones because we all have four different voices. They're very different in the topics. But one thing is true is obviously they're biblically sound. They and then they're relatable and applicable. And that's what we try to do. We try to bring these things that are going to be relatable topics. Like you said, the Halloween, everybody that's top of mind. That's what everybody's thinking about. We talk, we do topical things, abortion and gay marriage, but we do things that are just going to go regular. I had an article about kindness and I think that's something that can be glossed over. Oh, Christians should be kind. Well, Christians are sometimes the people who have the most backhanded, smart comments to each other. Are we being kind? So those are the things that we're trying to talk about is things that are relatable, things that are real. And I like how you said transparent because Danielle is one of the most honest and transparent people you'll ever meet. And that is what helped me. Like she pushes me to open up more and let people see behind. Like we aren't some private, we're private in our marriage, but my walk is, is, I want it to be real. I want it to be authentic. And so as we read through these things, you can see, that this we we write to ourselves first and then we put it out there as if like hey I'm struggling with this this might help somebody else because I dug into these scriptures to help myself and now I'm writing to help someone else who is struggling with the same thing. Did and and here's something I don't know if you guys even thought about it or not. Um, did you see did the minority aspect of things even cross your mind when you guys put it together? Um, yeah, I'll, I'll take that one. So it didn't, it didn't, um, what really, what really drove this forward is that we know that there is a need to have another perspective on these topics that, you know, we choose to focus on, um, especially among younger Christians, you know, I, I, uh, and I still do. I really inspired by, you know, um, house to house, heart to heart blogs and Christian courier, brother Wayne Jackson and, and, uh, and his son, um, who, uh, who carries on that blog to the debt to the day. Um, so, you know, I was like, you know, let's, let's try to make our own thing and, and, um, and, uh, try to, try to bring it, bring it home. It's not so much as, you know, the academic rigor, right? We're not trying to, we're not trying to tell people, show people how smart we are. We're trying to help you in your walk and hopefully along help you become truly anchored uh, in Christ. Uh, and if you're not anchored in Christ, how can we help you to do that? Right. How can we help you become a Christian? Hopefully our articles can inspire you to do that. Um, but the fact that, Hey, this is something these this activity is something that's not done a lot by, um, you know, by uh, folks who are African-Americans in the church. Now, that didn't really cross our minds. But, yeah, it is a reality. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, we're trying to do our best for the glory of God uh, to grow the kingdom. 
And um, hopefully, you know, the, the message that we put out resonates uh, with folks in our efforts. And I would just add to that. I think it was more about our age than our, our race. I think we were looking for voices because we, we love to find things and we're, we're seeing great people and great articles. We're like, are any of these people younger than 50? You know, we have anything that's relatable to us. I'm a new mom. Like I need some help with <laughs> Uh, deal with like having a one year old not you know being 60 and retire and no offense once again my parents uh, like I said are they're a great support system but we're just in different places in the world and you know nothing's new under the sun but the world does look a lot different and right. so I think that's what you know I love being black I'm black but that's I'm a Christian and I just happen to be black right. and I, that's how and that was a, a struggle with me in my early 20s trying to realize my identity is not found in my blackness my identity is found in Christ um, and mm-hmm. so society will try to tell you that your identity is wrapped up in your race. And so, yes, we are black and that's a fact. But the, the main thing is we were looking to to provide that younger voice. If, if you want to call that the minority. Mm-hmm. 100%. Um, I try not to to lead with that. I mean, it is what it is, what it is in this world. Um, to ask Kanye and Kyrie <laughs> what it is. Um but where I found it significant is, and I think Dean, we talked about it some weeks back. Um, for the most part, I won't even say minority. Let's just say African Americans. We're still behind the eight ball when it comes to technology with certain things. Um, so yes, a lot of the blogs we see come from our Caucasian brethren. Um, a lot of the podcasts come from our Caucasian brethren, and whether it's resistance access, cost, whatever that thing is, not too many times do we see African-Americans cross over to the realm of hosting their own website, having their own blog, having their own whatever outside of a church, quote unquote, church setting. Um, I can attest that, you know, when I had the podcast idea, just floating it around, talking to different people, people, what is a podcast? (laughs) Like, podcast has been out since for 10 years now <laughs> people didn't know what a podcast was and it's just like okay that's gonna be half the struggle right there um having a website things like that i mean some of our congregations are just now coming around to the whole youtube aspect of things and and a lot of them didn't do it till the pandemic started and it's like there's been a lot of congregations, especially like some of the ones that uh, uh, um, branch out preachers from Bear Valley that come from Memphis School of Preaching. They've been doing this website thing for eons and we're just behind the eight ball. Um, so I really appreciated that someone that looks like me is taking that next step. And on top of that, you guys are young. So and it, sh- it shows a lot of maturity. So I-, I was really happy to come across you guys. From my, from my audience of one right now, um, how do you guys, how how will you guys maintain the fire that you have um, since you're young and you're going to meet challenges as you get older? Pops was interested to see how you guys are going to maintain that. That's Pop, Pops coming in with the heavy hitters. That's a fantastic. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, let's pass it to the Evans and then come back to us. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yes. Oh, so how are we to maintain the fire? I mean, just the same way we maintain the fire in our Christian walk is that constantly encouraging just from each other, keeping us accountable, uh, keeping us accountable. Dean is kind of, I see him as a spearheader of, though we are all a team, Dean has been spearheading meetings. Come on, let's, let's do a meeting. Let me put this spreadsheet together. Let's keep you accountable with these, these articles. So, Dean has been spearheading, which has been keeping us all accountable and keeping that fire going. So I think just constantly encouraging each other, um, doing what Dean does. I, I, I have no, um, I have no doubt that, you know, this is going to continue to grow and be really just valuable in the Lord's kingdom. So. Yeah, I can attest to that too. Um, what I will say is, <clears throat> To continue to keep this fire going, it's going to have to start in our own personal life. Um, if if we're not diving into the word as we should daily, uh, we'll start to lose that that joy uh, of salvation and the hope that we have in Christ. Mm-hmm. And so for us to continue that flame, to continue to keep it lit, uh, we have to continue to keep being in the word personally on a day to day basis which will spark uh, new ideas for the blog. And, and as we write these articles, you'll see passion within, within, within every word that is written uh, within the article. Uh, and so for us to stay connected to the word of God and, and heavy in prayer, I think that will continue to keep our, our passion and our fire lit. Uh, because you do see, you do see that often where, where blogs, they'll start off strong, for a number of years and then they'll slowly start to die out. Uh, and I don't know if it's because of other, other avenues that they're maybe doing or something like that. But, but for us, I, I, I want us to continue to keep doing this forever. Uh, Lord's will. So. And those, those are excellent comments and I concur. I agree with, with, with all of them. Um, having this team together who has a, earnest desire to to grow to and we love each other and we we want each each one another to do well and uh we support one another support one another through this pod you know through this initiative right um and that just speaks to the love that we have for for each other we're trying to do something great for the kingdom and um holding each other accountable in so doing um uh, you know i i'm a marketer at heart and so and I'm, uh, I try to be a very organized person. So, um, you know, when, like Danielle was talking about with the spreadsheets and stuff, that's definitely something that, uh, that has helped keep us on track with, okay, hey, what, what are we going to be writing about this quarter? What are we going to, what are we going to be writing about next quarter? So yeah, that, that's excellent stuff, right? But, you know, folks have already spoken to, you know, it's, it's got to have a desire in our, and in, in ourselves first, continue to study the word. But also seeing what's going on in society, like the last blog that I wrote um, was about what one of my elders had said, you know, everything is negotiable except your soul. He's a master negotiator, you know, used to be in, in the bank. So he used to be um, in the banking um, world. So I said, you know what? That is an excellent Excellent take on salvation. Everything is negotiable. So I broke this down into three things. What is a, what are non-negotiables with God? And I thought, how can this help somebody who may be reading this? So, um, you know, 
you, so you take different things that you hear, different things that you see in society, what's going on in our culture, right on them, and then you hope that it will help someone um, have a different take on uh, on this issue, and it might help them get through it by looking at through the lens um, of God's word. And I let Jazz say. I will be brief. <laughs> uh, I think the, the, to answer the question of how do we keep the fire going is I want to recognize that we need to, we will show each other grace because there are going to be some times where it does run low because of various things. And I want to point out, we used to post every single week and then we had to step back and post bi-weekly because it was too much. That meant everybody was posting every single month. And we said, wait a minute, let's take a step back here yeah. and think about this and what's going to be best for our, our mental health. The, the guys are in school. The guys are in ministry. Danielle was in school. Like we're mothers. Uh, we, Danielle just started a career. Like I have a job. And so it's, it was becoming too much. And so we showed each other grace. It wasn't that our zeal for the Lord had went down, but we wanted to make sure that we were doing the very best for him. And that wasn't trying to just crank out more and more articles. It was, let's take a step back and be more intentional. And and that's what our team does. And so that's why I'm not worried. You know, if we need to take a step back, we will do that. Like I had a baby. I needed to take some time off. Everybody stepped up. And yeah. so that's, and that's what we yeah. do. And so yeah. it's not so much as keeping that flame alive. It's just loving each other and showing each other grace and seeing what is going to be best for us. Um, and, and going from there, like this is not paying our bills. We love to do it and we, we do it because we love it. And so keeping that in mind, like we're doing this because we love it and we don't want it to get to a point where it's a job and it's a, right. a to do. And, and that's what we do. We want to make sure that it stays a passion of ours and it has stayed that way. And it was around that time. <laughs> he got to add something. Y'all. No, it was, it was around that time though, when we were like, how, how can we take a step back? Around that time where the idea to add guest writers was born. Oh, right? yeah. So, okay. You trying to keep it on topic. There you go. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's a good idea because, um, life is real. Um, you know, your, your faith can still be there, but life throws its curveballs. And that's why I didn't, me personally. Life gets in the way and there's no way I can continue to crank out episodes just to say I'm doing it because then it, it's what I'm, I'm just doing it for my own vain glory. Um, I have to take time. I'm looking around my house now. I got a whole project I need to do, but I took the whole summer off just to spend time family. Um, and, and then get back to it. Um, and you know, it's funny that my pop said that because. I won't say passion ways is just certain things kind of take their own precedence, if you will. Um, and then sometimes in the midst of those things, something will trigger you to say, you know what, it's time. Um, I just recently lost um, three childhood friends, um, two dudes I played football with, another one that I've known, another one I've known since day one. Um, just recently passed, suffered from alcoholism after he lost his mother. I, I kind of got down a little bit and it's like, I need to free myself now, you know, um, and really get back to talking about some things that really matter because there's a lot of things people are struggling with. Um, and I think truly anchored kind of hits a lot of those uh, points in life. What more can the young Christian do, um, to help 
So we, we're talking blogs, we're talking podcasts. What else do you think, especially with this younger generation, to keep them on fire? What else can they do to help spread the gospel? I'm going to get that to Trey. Trey's been quiet for a second. What can the young people do to spread the gospel more? Mm-hmm. Um, I would say just be intentional um, and be aware of opportunities around you. Uh, have, you know, uh, understand who your your friends and, and, and where they are, uh, what level they are on spiritually. Uh, and even if, you know, if they're interested in talking about those those sorts of things about God and the church. Um, yeah, that's that's the only thing that can come to mind, just being intentional, taking advantage of opportunities uh, and being prayerful about those opportunities as well. Uh, I go my mind goes to Colossians where the Apostle Paul said, pray for me, uh, you know, for opportunities um, as he spreads the gospel. And so those are the three things that I can think of at, at the moment, just being intentional, taking advantage of opportunities and being prayerful. Um, that will help a young person be more evangelistic um, around their peers. Good, Daniel. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, and I'm speaking it in terms of just me self-reflecting as like what better ways, um, how can I be more evangelistic? Um, it really goes down to understanding the seriousness of the cross because sometimes you be like, oh, I love Jesus because it sounds cute, right? We can put it in our bios and, oh, I was raised in it or whatever it is. But it's like, do you understand the magnitude and weight of the cross? like the significance of what that does and how transforming it is. And I'm speaking from personal experience. So sometimes I do slag like, and I start to lose the sense of urgency, but whenever I'm reminding of the cross, I'm like, this is really real. Like this is real life. This is not no joke. Like one day we're all going to pass from this life. And that just understanding that reality for me kind of like, okay, how am I going to talk to people now? Like, I can talk about Harry Potter all day, right? Because I love it. So I love Jesus, right? Why don't I talk about him? I'm so quick to run with, yo, what house are you in? Oh, are you a Hufflepuff? But it's like, okay, how about slipping in? Like, how was your weekend? Oh, yeah, I went to church. Tell me what church you go to, you know? Tell me about that or what spark, you know, just what Trey says ties into intentionality. I think when I understand that seriousness and the weight and impact of the cross, it can move me to become more intentional with people who I talk to. Good. Um, do you guys? Do like, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, you can move on. <laughs> do you guys get a lot of interaction from readers? That's something I was interested in. Yeah. So, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say a lot of our congregation reads, and so they'll come up to us and say, "Oh, I read your article on this," or yeah. we'll get text messages yeah. from the same people, really, who who are faithful followers, and will text, "Oh, I love that article. I really appreciate it. That helped me." Um, I'll have people stop me in the hallway at uh, on serve, uh, you know, after service, and say, "Oh, I read the article on such and such. Really good stuff." So I get people come yeah. up to me mainly from <laughs> our congregation. Right, and she's so she's so right, uh, and it's it's so humbling. Um, to to have that support to you know folks that are reading you don't even know um right that are reading it oh tell I, about I, the guy I, I, I at am, PTP. that's what i was getting to um at polishing the pulpit um Sevierville this this year 
Um, we met a guy um, who's a student at uh, Memphis. Oh. He, he goes to Memphis School of Preaching and um, first year student. Um, and uh, I just, you know, came up and shook his hand. I was like, I love what you're doing, brother. Keep going. Keep going. Um, no, you're just starting out. But Memphis School of Preaching is a wonderful school. You know, we're just having a little sidebar. Right. He said, hey, check this out. He pulls out his phone and pulls up a truly anchored app. I'm like, how in the world did you get <laughs> did you get an app uh, for our blog? I'm like, I don't even know how to do that, right? And so um, he goes, I, I just click on it, and there they go, right there. And I'm like, man, that is awesome. Thank you so much for your support. So you know, you have folks far and wide um, that hey, are supporting. Uh, yeah, yeah, Robbie, Robbie Eversoll, great, great gospel preacher. So people far and wide that are supporting um, this this uh, effort, and we thank thank God so much for it. And that goes um, back to what your dad had asked about: how do you um, have the burning desire? Of course, we're not trying to lift ourselves up, but when you see that it's helping others, folks actually coming to you and saying, "Yes, it's it's great. This has spoken to me." And folks, when we post an article, um, and people all the time commenting on it, sending us personal messages, that is really encouraging. Mm-hmm. It's really inspiring, and that's definitely something. One of the things that helps us keep going on and uh, put uh, publish new content. That's good. I I totally understand where you guys are coming from. Um, so speaking of the someone taking your website and <laughs> using something else for it, um, what are some new endeavors you guys are going to be coming? Trey and I, I guess we can speak to that because we've been we've been bouncing off some ideas. So Trey, I'll let you go first. Um, one of the things that I know we've talked about in the future um, is hopefully, Lord's will, a podcast. Um, you know, Dean and I both are. Well, Dean's getting ready to enter into the master's program at Freed, and I'm in my master's right now at Bear Valley. So I think once we <laughs> complete those. Uh, you know, the schooling and everything like that. And once, you know, we, we get settled and everything, I, I think Lord's will in the future, we'll start a podcast, truly anchored podcast going forward, forward with, with all four of us. Um, and so, yeah, that's, that's the one thing that we, we've talked about and prayed about. So that's going to be awesome. Real good. And I can see that. I can already visualize it. Um, you're going to have a ladies' web, Danielle. Ladies' night. Let <laughs> <laughs> <I'm still down. laughs> yeah. Ladies' night. Like, all the time. Get, gotta have fun <laughs> here and there. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yep. Pops has another question. Um, in the event, and, and I think you guys have kind of talked about, especially Dean, holding everybody accountable. Um, do you guys have anything put in place that should you see one of your brothers and or sisters fall? How do you guys hold each other accountable, especially in your marriage? I'm, that's a good question. That is a good question. That is a wow, Dad. I'll say this. You know, we we have our two editors, Danielle and Dean, to who edit all of our articles, and so. If we don't have our articles, especially to Dean on time, he's asking you, where is your article? We're supposed to have it to him a week ahead of time. Um, so we hold, we have, we have deadlines that we hold each other accountable to. Mm-hmm. We know we give each other grace, right? We have kids, we have jobs. And so, um, but I think one thing that helps Danielle and I is 
first of all, we're we're both very busy. And so sometimes me sending her an article would spark a whole conversation of, hey, what can I pray for you about? How's Jeremiah? How's Nico? You know, how are you and Trey? And we I'm not going to share those things here, but we share with each other in a way that we can pray for each other and support each other that way. Um, and like I said, Danielle's very open and honest, and I try to be that way with her. And so we've developed a friendship, but sometimes the, the blog is what helps our friendship because we're, you know, we have our own lives. We're in different states. We have our kids, uh, kid, singular. Uh, but anyway, having that uh, connection yeah. allows us to start an email conversation or a text conversation where we're sharing those things about our, our lives. And of course we have our boundaries. I'm not going to tell her everything, but the same thing, you know, we respect each other's marriages, but I know as a young married couple, how can I pray for you? How can I support you? How can we talk through these things in a healthy way that respects our boundaries? Yeah, that's so good. We we love these guys so much on the other side of the screen, Danielle and Trey. Um, you know, when they announced that they were moving back to Oklahoma to start new work, you know, we uh we of course had them over um our house and, you know, had a had a little see you later um dinner, right? Not a goodbye. Um but uh, you know, some tears were shed and you know, it this is not just a partnership on a blog. Right. We we get deep in conversations about multiple things, what's going on in our marriages, what's going on um, in the ministry. Right. Um, there's just some some things that as ministers, you, you may not want to share with with your elders. Right. You you want to relate to another minister because um, we might be going through the same thing. And so, you know, we can help one another through that. And I believe the respect that we have, the love that we have. um between our, our one another uh, is so deep that um you know I, I I'm ready to pick no not no one but everyone up um uh, if I can help each other if I can um when when we fall because I just we just love each other so much um, so Daniel you had something it wasn't anything it was just really coming into agreement with what you said Jasmine that it was oftentimes it has been our articles that strengthens our friendship more because it will be a point that you made I'm like oh Jasmine when you said that this is how I'm feeling at the moment and so I know I I just wanted to just agree with what you said just remaining godly and being in our transparency that'll help us grow to be better Christians as opposed to just we're talking just to talk that it's going to lead to gossiping or tearing down our but it's like how can I help strengthen you in your walk how can I pray for you so I really, I really value that a lot. So, yeah. Yeah, I second that as well. Uh, I agree with everyone. Um, you know, with Dean and myself, our relationship is, is, is solid. You know, uh, there's been times where we've spent hours, two hours on the phone. You know, and sometimes we're just talking about nothing. We just, just want to hear each other talk, you know, <laughs> and ourselves talk. And so, you know, but, you know, I just, I just, I love Dean and Jasmine, uh, to death, you know, um, I mean, we just have a, like you said, it's a, it's a, it's a endless uh, bond. Um, and, you know, I just thank God that he's, that he's positioned them and brought them into our lives. That's good. That's good. I think, Dean, the first time we talked on the phone, that was, that was close to an hour. <laughs> we just, I don't know how, how we got on half the subjects we were, but that's good. If y'all don't know by now, Dean can talk. <laughs> if you don't know, now you know. <laughs> I can say that. We're married. <laughs> you have, have that privilege. 
Yeah. <laughs> I know uh, people joke because I'm a I'm a former D Berry, and the D Berries are known for being long winded. And they're like, Dean got the jeans somehow. <laughs> he got it, <laughs> but in a great way. Um, he just silly. But. You know, Jasmine, you said something interesting that, you know, there's certain things you share, certain things you can't. And, and where I'm encouraged with the body of Christ, you know, and I, and I think me and Dean did talk about this. Like You got Trey and Lee Morgans out there talk about marriage in their podcast, and they talk open and freely about it more than half the average marital people, secular or not. I mean, they talk about sex life and, and, and the whole nine. Uh, you have Jimmy Hinton that talks about sex abuse um, within the church walls. Um, you guys, you know, dealing with the different subjects between married couples and, and young married couples. I mean, I, I'm encouraged to the direction that we can go. And, and I think half the battle with our faith is being able to knock down those walls and, and willing to be a little bit vulnerable and actually see where Christ fits in the picture. Um you know, and, and Danielle talked about apologetics earlier. That's something I knew I know growing up. In the Cleveland area at least, apologetics isn't really talked about. I mean, you'll have your old time to say, Oh, honey, you just gotta have faith. But sometimes faith just ain't enough. <laughs> sometimes you have to have that evidence. You have to be that doubting Thomas that wants to see the holes in the hands and, and to truly be convinced. Um and, and there's nothing wrong with that. So I think all those things, um, play their part and getting ready to let you guys go because i know you guys it's a saturday you got young kids you got stuff to do um anything about truly anchored and, and you already talked about maybe a podcast coming anything you guys want to promote i'll let you go i'll just say that uh we certainly do appreciate this opportunity to talk about um truly anchored um and just the the tight bond that we have and that uh future initiatives that's what we want to put in place but at the end of the day it is it, it all goes back to being truly anchored in christ and helping others become truly anchored in christ and uh it's already been said, well said that this pod this uh blog about to say podcast speaking of existence um uh, this blog um is something that helps us i think add more then it helps probably those who who are reading um the the blogs um we're i mean writing to ourselves right you know they they say all the time practice what you preach and you know how how much hypocrisy would it be if if i wrote about something that i'm not i'm not practicing right I mean, I'm spending all this time doing this research and diving into it, but if I'm not practicing, if I'm not living it, then then that is a bad example that I'm portraying, right? So, you know, speaking to ourselves, and it's, it starts with us. It starts with us, and it branches out from there. And that's that's really where you get the deepness, the realness um, from from this uh, blog. And I think that's that's the the the, the difference. Between others, not saying that other brotherhood blogs aren't great because they are. Um, they, all, they all serve their purpose, um, but you know we're we're on a certain track, and at the end of the day, we just want to glorify God and help others along the way. I can, I can see truly anchored shirts. I can see that coming. We do have them. We do have them. Um, we uh, we have a, uh, a you and Trey have them. <laughs> Thank you, Jasmine. Well, she called you out. <laughs> she did. She did. 
Um, so, so the, <laughs> I'll say we, we, we purchased some to basically advertise truly anchored at the men's fellowship. Trey and I were at, we were like, how can we, you know, basically get the word out more. And so we thought, let's go to this fellow Carolina men's fellowship looking official, uh, with, with truly anchored on our shirt. So that's when the idea of truly anchored polos were born. Um, and and so was born so we did that and uh we hope that's another thing in the future we hope to have more truly anchored apparel for for everyone for all of our um for all of our um supporters um you know i i don't know if if um how 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 it look like from from the pricing all but these, these are just some ideas that like, were floating out there uh but yeah thank you for for that baby <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> it ain't nice too. You should say it ain't real nice too. They left you I've wore mine a couple of times at, you know, preaching here at Deer Creek. You know, I wore mine coming to the building. Everybody's like, ooh, what's that? That's nice, you know? So yeah. Yeah, they like that. They like that truly anchor shirt. <laughs> I ain't got one though. <laughs> We, you know, we'll send, we'll send you one. We'll send, you know, we, that's another thing that we did. Um, we, we've given swag to, uh, guest writers. Um, right. So, um, you know, you, you might have something in the mail, LaCroix. Look out. Um, but, uh, it's, it's been definitely just a, a thank you. Right. When we give give those shirts out, um, order them and just send them to to different folks. Just a thank you for your time. Thank you for investing um, in this blog. And so we want to grow that um, and looking to do that in the near future. Oh, I'll, I'll gladly wear it. Do my honor. <laughs> anything else? Ladies, anything in closing? Anything? They, they talked enough. Ladies, what y'all got to say? Just thank you for having us. Uh, very honored to be on this podcast and just to meet another brother in another area. So I love meeting more uh, brothers and sisters in the Lord. So thank you. Glad to have you all. I will release you guys. And uh, again, thank you for your time. Thank, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Take care. Me and I'll be in touch. Okay. Thanks for checking out this episode of Liberation. Subscribe to the show and follow Liberation on Twitter and Instagram at Liberation underscore pod. Liberation is sponsored by Doodlebugs by DeVita. Thoughtful handmade jewelry designs inspired by love, peace, and unity. Shop Doodlebugs at doodlebugsbydevita.square.site. And for the Etsy lovers, it's doodlebugsbydevita.etsy.com. Use the promo code LIBERATION and get 10% off your order. Follow Doodlebugs on Twitter at doodlebugs for you. That's doodlebugs, the number four, the letter U. And Instagram, doodlebugs by DeVita.